Part 3. The challenge of building greater trust. If we reflect for a minute on the four leadership styles that we have described, we can see how the trust challenge is rather different for each one. And yet, in its own particular way, crucial to leaders responding effectively to the crisis created by the pandemic. For blended leaders, those leaders who have seen themselves as strongest in the physical sphere and the most effective in exercising informal authority, know that there is a rather covert dimension to this that is part of what makes it so effective and also rather enjoyable at the same time. You know that among your closest confidants at work, you have such a close relationship that all you need to do is give a certain indication of what you think would be best and you would like to happen and they will take it from there and often enjoy playing back to you your ideas as if they are theirs. This is all part of the ritual that some highly effective leaders have established with their key lieutenants and in acknowledging it, we do so from a standpoint of respect and appreciation. These rituals have their downsides as well as upsides. And this one has an important downside in that much of the influencing is other than explicit and therefore not easily transferable to the digital world. You imply, you suggest, you nudge, and perhaps offer a very slight amendment to something that has just been agreed. Within the intimacy of a one-to-one or one-to-two, a few minutes before or after a board meeting, nothing more needs to be said. This simple truth is one of the things that you so appreciate about the exchange. It confirms the specialness and closeness of your relationship. It is hard to transfer these sort of moments across to the digital sphere. In a digital debriefing for, say, the executive team after a board meeting, some of the subtleties and nuances of a corridor conversation can be so easily missed. This is why some CEOs say that they've made a point of being more upfront and out there in online feedback. They've had to be, to make sure their executive team can take away the messages they would have conveyed by our corridor chat on the way back to the offices after the board meeting. This is where the trust challenge comes in. You need to trust your executives in a different sort of way when you're working online. You need to be more explicit and potentially in their face in the views that you express so that everyone is clear about what you are saying. There isn't the sense of intimacy that there can be in so many mini conversations in those in-between moments in the physical sphere. In trusting your team in a different sort of way, you need to say it straight and run the risk that someone might challenge what you say in a way that you would never expect from one of your immediate confidants. Most interestingly, a number of CEOs so that now they are being more open, they actually feel closer to their top team as a result. At first, they felt that they were taking something of a risk in being more open, and the risk paid off. So often this sort of risk-taking builds trust to the surprise of the risk-taker. This means that we should question our own assumptions. A lot of us find it difficult speaking our truth because few of us want to put ourselves in a position where others might disagree. It's so much easier to take this risk if we've already told ourselves that it's good for us to question and challenge our own assumptions. So we can be more out there with our thinking in both the digital and physical spheres. It might still work well for us and our close confidants if some of our signalling to them in the physical sphere is more of a nudge and a wink than a direct request or instruction. The point is, though, 
that we should be more relaxed about saying what we think if we genuinely let ourselves go through the thought process that involves us asking what we want and then challenging the answer that we ourselves come up with. We are trusting others by sharing our thinking in a more transparent way. We're trusting the truth that there is hardly ever a single right answer by making clear that if someone else has a better idea than the one that we've come up with, we are more than happy to dump our idea and back theirs instead. Building trust for challenging leaders. Let us now think of the ex-coasters, the leaders who decided that you backed off a little too quickly when those who don't like the change push back in response to your ideas for doing some things differently. You have now resolved to be more upfront and prepared to feel uncomfortable at times in arguing your case more vigorously in both the digital and the physical spheres. We know that if you simply change your behaviour without saying why you're doing it, a lot of your people are likely to want to hang on to the habit they're being asked to leave behind. This is why, if you really want your staff to change their behaviours with you, the best way to do it will be to declare why you intend to push back rather more firmly against the resistors from now on. And this is where the trust challenge comes in. It can be really effective if you say, to be honest, I've now realised that I was a bit of a pushover in the past. When some people would resist implementing a change that I had asked them to take on board, I tend to look the other way and do nothing about it. But these past few weeks, I've come to appreciate how resistant to change we've become And so I have resolved that from now on I'm going to handle things differently. If people tell me they're going to do one thing and then do something else, I'll be on their case. We must now step up the pace if we're to move forward. In the business world after COVID, standing still is no longer an option and we have to raise our game. Saying something like this takes significant levels of trust and bravery from leaders who are not used to standing your ground when challenges come back from some of your people. Building trust for marathon runners. For those leaders whose ideal would be to be a sprinter, week in and week out, and the last person to say, time for a break, the number one trust challenge is about your trust in those who don't run as quickly as you. You must accept that if you slow down in order to let them catch up, they are more likely to want to run a little harder and contribute even more once you've given them the chance to catch their breath. The problem for sprinters who never want to slow down is that you can so easily come across as low-trust leaders. Seen in this light, the challenge becomes, why don't you want to pause and let those who don't want to run as fast as you catch up and share what they've learnt? Because you are so intent on maintaining your role as the number one pace setter, you don't give yourself any space even to think about the fact that there are some things you could learn from those who don't run as quickly as you. In going from a sprinter to a marathon runner, you are challenging yourself to demonstrate that you are seeking to invest more trust in those who don't run as fast as you. You no longer focus on what they're not doing and instead remind yourself how much you could learn from the insights they gained from the run. In the process of negotiating a slightly more variable pace for moving forward, you should also gain two more added benefits. One, they trust you more as their leader and two, you trust them more too. Building trust for leaders who want to convert managers into coaches. 
Each of the first three headings are in their own way crucial steps on the road towards taking on this fourth challenge as well. In many organisations, it will literally take years to move from a hierarchical culture based around a system of line managers to a flatter organisation with a one-team culture in which everyone sees themselves as self-managing. However you see it, it's no small feat. You can move towards it with pace and the key to recognise the trust challenge as multi-dimensional. First of all, there is the challenge of telling your managers that for too long, success in their posts has required them to demonstrate that the people working for them depend on their intervention for them to perform as well as they do. You take responsibility for the fact that your system of middle management has given them a vested interest in having little trust in the capacity of their people to deliver a high standard independently of them. You make clear that it is now time to transform the culture of your business. For some managers, this might not appeal, but all should have the opportunity to apply to become a team coach. Part of the process should involve training and development to unlearn some of their previous habits and engage with the challenge of building the self-belief of teams. Secondly, there is the challenge of telling the workforce that you wish them to become more self-reliant and to own their own diaries. You recognise that those who have been used to being supervised fairly closely in their jobs will take some time to become self-managing and you're asking them to consider this on the basis that you trust their abilities to achieve this transition so long as they genuinely want to do so. Going forward, there will only be roles in the organisation for people who trust themselves enough to want to take responsibility for managing their own performance with access to support from a team coach. Thirdly, there is the challenge of telling your leadership team that you expect them to practice this philosophy with their teams. Your trust in each of them as a team requires all of you to adopt this coaching style as best you can. It is essential if you are to create a one-team culture across the organisation with an individual's reputation no longer linked mainly to their job title and instead what they are achieving and how they are supporting those around them. The link between high trust leadership and a coaching model is in so many ways one of the most natural joins that there could be. In the words of Ben Room, people who instill trust and spread belief in their colleagues will be the most valued team coaches of the future.